Hello everyone. Welcome to Anmanarama's election special coverage. The election results are finally out and we know that Pinarayi Vijayan is going to create history in Kerala by becoming the first chief minister to continue in power. We have with us Amiruddin, Ayyappan and Ragesh who visited most of the constituencies during Anmanarama's pre-poll coverage. Let's analyze what went behind the historic victory and what is there to look forward. Uh, Ayyappan, uh, the actual results are out now. How do you compare it with the picture we had before the polls? Before the polls, I mean, when we were traveling across the constituencies, it was clear that there was no anti-incumbency. People were generally satisfied with what the government had done. And uh, the voters were also not enthusiastic about the UDF. But I still had the feeling that at least some of the charges that uh, the opposition leader was hurling at the Pinarayi Vijayan government would stick. Uh, Therefore, this, this landslide was, was uh, far away from my thoughts. But even while saying this, I, I, I was also aware that Pinarayi Vijayan had emerged as a leader of stature, perhaps the only leader of stature that we had after the COVID pandemic. But at the same time, he was also exhibiting, demonstrating authoritarian tendencies. I was under the impression that Kerala would not allow such a person with authoritarian instincts to have unbridled power for the next five years. I was badly mistaken. Uh, Amiruddin, I'll move on to you. The LDF government has uh, not only come back to power, but they have also managed to better their performance. Wasn't UDF expected to have a slight edge in Northern Kerala over the LDF? Yeah, Ajish. Actually, I also agree with what IFN just said. Because when I travel uh, through these constituencies in seven districts uh, in uh, North Kerala and Central Kerala, uh, the feeling which I got was uh, UDF has a niche, uh, especially in uh, in uh, the northernmost most Kerala districts. But uh, today's results, you know, I was completely uh, like you know, I couldn't I couldn't understand what happened. Uh, in the whole election process. Clearly, it is a positive result for the UDF because they got, you know, uh, extra additional one seat from in Kannur district. They got uh, extra one seat in Palaka district as well as uh, in, in, in Trishur district. So overall, the LDF managed to win 49 seats out of the total 73 seats in these uh, seven districts, while the UDF managed to get 24. Uh, when you compare the numbers, uh, the LDF managed to get extra three seats from all these districts, while it lost one seat in Wayanad. So it's not a complete route in uh, North Kerala. At least I would rather say the North Kerala saved the UDF phase to some extent. Okay, and uh, coming to Ragesh, uh, Ragesh, uh, in situation in Kottayam and uh, the central Kerala parts, uh, in fact, if you see uh, former Chief Minister Uman Jandi's vote share has gone down from over 28,000 to 8,000, a drastic fall in Pudupalli, which is his citadel. How did it come to this situation? Is it is there a um, Joske manufacturer in this? Uh, about the fall in Uman Jandi's victory margin, I would call it quite surprising uh, uh, because uh, a fall from uh, from 28,000 votes to just 8,000. Uh, that too at a time when he was uh, being projected as one of the uh, potential chief ministerial candidate. This is uh, 
a bit of shocking i would say uh, but uh, the reasons only in the coming days we would get the actual numbers uh, but uh, i have managed to get some numbers from certain sources and they say uh, jc thomas the ldf candidate he was leading in uh, manarkad his pom uh, panchayat and pambadi pambadi panchayat uh, this is the first time uh, ldf candidate uh, an ldf candidate may be leading in these two panchayat and uh, about wagathanam panchayat uh, which is close to manjandi's pom omjandi's vote what share came down to 800 from 3800 which means he lost 3000 votes in that panchayat alone okay. uh, some similar trend was witnessed in puropada panchayat also about the reason i think uh, it was basically because of the pro government wave which ayyappan uh, and amir or uh, mentioned earlier it's like omjandi uh, got all his loyalists vote at the same time some neutral people who used to vote for uman chandi they might have had a second thought this day and uh, another notable thing among the results was that all ministers all the ldf ministers except mercikutty amma have won that too with a very good margin this again shows that the people have their trust in this government right and uh, mm-hmm. since mercikutty amma was from kundra ayyappan i will ask you uh, i don't believe that even during uh, such a pro incumbency wave how come mercikutty amma's votes came down is it only because of the allegations that were raised by the udf uh, ajish most uh, i would say mostly because of that uh, mercikutty amma's case is tragic uh, she was abandoned even by the chief minister the fact is it was not she who in that uh, deep sea fishing deal with a multinational company emcc it was done behind the back by the industries department but uh, when questions were put to her she didn't provide an outright denial the way the chief minister used to give her responses were pretty brash and confusing so this gave the impression that there was something fishy that was one side and then there was also the impression that she was not able to solve the cashew crisis this was a crisis that was a result of certain global factors she was not responsible for that but pc vishwanath being the extraordinary articulate person that he is he made it seem as if she was to blame for all this he heaped the blame on 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 uh, the minister and she suffered for it she lost and quite and with quite a big margin and similar was the case with m swaraj rakesh uh, despite the, the pro ldf wave he too couldn't win against k babu what what was the case that happened in there in tripunitra rakesh uh ajish uh, ipn said mercikutiyamma's case was tragic about swaraj i would say uh, more than the assembly misses him swaraj would miss the assembly because we know uh, the ldf uh, uh, panel i mean uh, ldf has got a very good panel this time inside the house uh, their leaders like p rajiv mb rajesh uh, they are all going to be in the house uh, whereas am uh, swaraj Uh, who is known for his um, uh, oratorial skills oratorial skills uh, he is uh, he is not going to be in the house ever since k babu he made the uh, he made his entry into the electoral pay he has been saying that he has been confident that he would win this time and one thing he was constantly he was repeatedly saying that 
he would win because he lost last time because the bjp managed to hold a good uh, number of votes uh, which will not happen this time he said some votes that went to the bjp poll last time will come back to him and just now i had a look at the uh, numbers and uh, it, it it seems babu's calculation was right because last time uh, bjp candidate thuravur vishambaran he polled some 29000 29843 votes this time uh, bjp had a very good candidate but uh, he managed to get only 23756 uh, vote there is a 5% dip in bjp's vote share uh, i think uh, maybe some of those votes would have come to babu because you know uh, babu's winning margin is very nominal yes rakesh as you were saying about the bjp's role the nda was aiming at winning at least a few seats this election but they got none the bjp was expecting to win big in manjeshwaram and palakkad since uh, both are northern constituencies i will begin with amir amir uh, what happened in these constituencies what we can find is that there was a huge consolidation of muslim votes in manjeshwaram that too because bjp tried to consolidate the hindu votes and obviously uh, manjeshwaram has got a population of 52% muslims uh, so most of the votes consolidated in favor of the udf candidate who like uh, udf candidate mr akm ashraf so he was leading uh, uh, likewise in in palakkad where uh, metroman sridharan was expected to win big because uh, bjp is controlling the palakkad municipality and uh, they also thought that they can utilize the popularity of metroman in other in, in the remaining three panchayats but uh, what happened was sridharan led uh, by a comfortable margin so like his lead was around 5000 in the afternoon uh, he led uh, by a comfortable margin in palakkad municipality but when counting started in gram panchayats pirairi kannadi and mathur uh, his lead came uh, down and uh, shafi could catch up to him uh, likewise the other one, one 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 more constituency which you forgot mention was trishur where suresh gobi you know early in the when the when the when the counting began in the morning he took lead at some points of time and uh, but he eventually finished third because uh, the, the final uh, uh, round of counting happened in congress and uh, cpm dominated corporation wards of trishur p balachandran of cpi won the seat so we cannot ascertain the exact cause of the bjp the defeat of the bjp candidates but uh, they they tallied votes in their strongholds but they couldn't get votes in congress and cpm strongholds ayyappan uh, nemam koni kalikutam uh, these were the other places where bjp had high hopes uh, what happened there uh, i was not surprised with what happened in kalikutam and koni koni it was a no brainer i mean uh, surendran was not in the picture kalikutam uh, kalikutam um, right from the start shobha even though she started i mean she was the person who used uh, lord ayyappa in such an aggressive manner perhaps she was the person who used it most aggressively in the bjp camp even then uh, it was clear that she she will not be able to dent uh, kadagambulli's popularity in the constituency because he had already by that time he had uh, the minority population and even the 
Hindu population on his side. He was a Devasan minister and he had already seen to it that their needs and requirements were already met by him. So Shobha Surendran didn't really have a chance. And this time, I was looking at the figures, this time Shobha Surendran doesn't even have the numbers that Murlidharan had won last time. She, she has gone down by at least 2%. Kony, um, uh, even though the Prime Minister came there and uh, uh, delivered that 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 by um, uh, what do you call that famous Ayyappa Chan, Shabrimala Ayyappa Chan, even then Shabrimala was never an issue in Kony. But by now it is clear that Shabrimala was never an issue at all in this election. So the, the, it was not, not at all an issue. So now coming to Neemam, Neemam was a surprise. My belief was that when Murli comes in, he would eat into Shivankuti's votes. I thought BJP votes were more sturdy and cohesive than the CPMs because the BJP was winning all the time. But what happened was the reverse. It was Kummanam's Nair votes that Murli ate into, which allowed, uh, uh, what do you call, Shivankuti to scrape through actually. There, there is just a, not even a difference of about percent between Shivanguti and Kumbhanam. But Murulidharan didn't have a chance at all because his party missionary, there was nothing called a Congress party missionary in Nemam. It was dysfunctional. So he, what he tried was he tried to uh, strike certain, certain uh, what do you call, deals with the Nayar community in Nemam. He succeeded to a bit, but it helped Shivanguti than Murli. Uh, now, uh, I just I would like to yeah, add yeah. one point over there, uh, Ajish. See, yeah, I sure. forgot to mention the fact that uh, in Manjeshwaram, BJP got the biggest blow because uh, this was uh, BJP state president K. Surendran's hat trick defeat. Mm. Apart from Kony, he lost in Kony, he lost in Manjeshwaram. He, yes. he, this was the third uh, straight defeat for K. Surendran. I don't know what lies in store for him. Uh, now, uh, before we conclude, I want very short takes from all three of you on the overall performance of all three major fronts, LDF, uh, UDF and NDA. Just, just very small takes. Let's start with uh, Ragesh. Uh, Ajish, I would sum up my uh, takeaway in just two points. One thing is that <clears throat> all these crises, uh, uh, be it the 2018 floods or Nipah outbreak or uh, now the COVID pandemic, all these these crises actually uh, they turned out to be blessing in this case for this government. It could project itself as a performing government, and the people looked up to the government uh, comparing to other state governments. Uh, second thing is that about the UDF, uh, they failed miserably in perception management. I would like to sum up my takeaways like that. Okay, uh, Amir. Yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, the people have given back to the uh, Pindrai Vijayan government for managing the crisis well. That is point number one. And the number two factor is that the UDF missionary has failed miserably. They, they don't have even like, you know, they have to prepare better for if, if they want to come back to the, the, uh, the political scenario or electoral scenario in this state. These are the two takeaways uh, from my side. Uh, Ayapan, last but not the least. I mean, I, I, I just add to what Rakesh, Rakesh said. I mean, Amir also said that. See, it is not it is it is not just enough that you do something. It is not just enough that you do some good governance. You should also tell the people uh, what do you call. You should also convince the people that you have done it. And that's exactly True. what 
what what pinarayi vijayan did and as for the as for the udf they were completely confused there was strategic confusion there was leadership confusion and as for strategic confusion i would still say they should never have raked up the shabrimala issue in this election that perhaps might have harmed them more than what they would have thought and as for the bjp it is high time they stopped harping about shabrimala it has it is dead and buried as a political issue thank you thank you all for the insights let's conclude with that and keep watching on onarma for latest news and analysis